Rusty Quill presents. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The matted grass path was damp from recent rainfall. It was long and narrow and surrounded by a lake on either side. It had been man-made in order to allow hikers to get to the forest on the opposite side of the lake without walking around the whole lake, which was many miles in diameter. Since there was a lake on either side of me, there was no tree cover to protect me from the sun. It was early morning, but still seasonably warm. At that rate, I expected it to be swelteringly hot by midday. I had begun to tan for my previous journeys, so I was spared from the worst of sunburn and blister. The forest maw was deep green and ominous. The trees grew side by side, competing for resources. Compared to the brightly lit path that led into it, it looked like a completely different universe in there, 
as if you would be swallowed up the moment that you stepped into it. The closer I got to it, the more it felt like a location, spelled with a capital L. A place where something happens, or lives. Something spiritual, or animal, or human. The mystery arising from the ambiguity of these different categories becoming in tension with one another. The backwards novel that Raphael gave me was clinched awkwardly in my right hand. I say Raphael, but it feels strange to not address him by his full name, Raphael Muslani, the airport novelist. We have met twice now. He let me stay the night in his home. I don't need to call him Raphael Muslani. He doesn't call me Eliza Schultz. There is nobody that would require clarification if I only called him by his first name, Raphael Muslani. Raphael. The binder containing the backwards novel was large and unwieldy, the novel having been printed onto loose A4 pages and then hole-punched and placed inside. It was considerably larger than a normal novel, despite being much shorter in length. The binder could fit ten times as many pages as it currently did, whereas I could walk while reading the Sizemore Reduction, or whatever Raphael decides to call that novel, walking while reading the backwards novel was out of the question. The outside was made of slippery clear plastic, and the whole thing slid in my hands as I tried to read, something that required both hands to do, and made page-turning a difficult ordeal. I would have preferred a stapled set of pages, but the novel was too long to have been stapled together by a normal office stapler. I prefer to keep moving while I'm reading, especially if the reading is a light affair. The extra task keeps my mind from wandering too far. Sometimes, if I'm sitting in a chair reading casually, I'll read a whole page and then realize I was thinking about something else entirely the whole time and didn't absorb any of it. A relatable experience, I'm sure. From my place on the path, I could tell that it would be too dark to read the backwards novel inside of the forest. I would have to read it before I went in. I could read the novel after I got out of the forest, but that thought comes with several assumptions. I am assuming that the forest ends, that the forest is something that I can eventually exit, and that nothing will separate me from the novel before I get out of the forest. None of those possibilities seem exceedingly likely, but all of them would result in me not being able to read the novel, so I decided to read the novel before stepping foot into the forest. I made it to the forest maw sooner than I had expected to. From this vantage point, it was all-encompassing. The trees were tall and loomed at the top of my eyeline. It was looming and inescapable. The sight of it almost drew me in, like a smaller fish being lured in and eaten by an anglerfish. I was tempted by the heat to walk into the cool forest and wander down its paths. I remembered that I needed to read the backwards novel. I walked down the bank of the path to the water, where I found a shoreline, surrounded by stones large enough to sit on. I chose one of them to sit on and opened the backwards novel and began reading. It was almost high noon, and the sun was hot on my neck as I looked down upon the novel. I applaud Raphael Muslani for writing a backwards novel and leaving it in that reversed state. It isn't a high-minded, avant-garde approach to writing, it is simply taking one well-tested writing convention and doing the opposite. There is still much to be gained both for the novelist and the reader with these sorts of tests, though. I knew from the excerpt that he had shared with me at his house that this was not going to be as easy a read as other Raphael Muslani novels. Perhaps it was for the best that I was sitting down for this one. Maybe my mind wouldn't have time to wander. Sure enough, it was a story about a fish, told in reverse order, that started, or ended, with the fish, Larry the Fish, getting caught by a fisherman. I imagined the novel in full publication titled Larry the Fish, with a comma between Larry and the, with a picture of a fish coming out of the water on the cover. That would sell well in airports. Readers would likely be disgruntled that they didn't get what they paid for. Traveling backwards through time, Larry swam around in his underwater habitat, often finding refuge under an enclave of rocks. He rubbed against the soft sides of the rocks for stimulation. I read once about a woman who made friends with an eel that she saw while scuba diving. 
She would bring it food, and it would, in turn, offer itself to be rubbed like one might rub a dog. Larry the fish had no such avenue for friendship. The underwater world is as competitive and unforgiving as it is in our world. Larry fought for meager pieces of food against larger fish. He was the target of predator fish, and escaped one scrape with a piece of his tail missing. The fish on the book cover could have a piece of its tail missing. The first chapter of the book, or the last, is completely without inner monologue from Larry. I've called him Larry so far. Larry does not know that he is Larry in the first chapter of the book. It is a straightforward, though reversed, telling of a typical life of an average fish. Larry is not special anymore. He is simply a fish. If the story were told from beginning to end, one would have sympathy for the man who has just been reduced to this animal state, a tragedy for him to lose his sapience to satisfy an alien's curiosity. At the beginning of the novel, though, it made me a little impatient for explanations. Little by little, Larry's inner monologue starts to come back. At first it's just food, 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 written over and over again. At first without punctuation or spaces, food, 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 which goes on for almost three pages. Then something more structured, food, period, food, period, and so on. Chapter 2 gets gradually more coherent as we see what Larry has forgotten about his essence, culminating in the last two sentences, I am Larry, and then, Oh God, I am Larry. Oh God, I am Larry is what I would title the novel if I weren't trying to get it sold in an airport bookstore. Chapter 3 is where the reader finally gets some insight into what's happening inside of Larry's mind. Larry grieves the harsh reality of his world and his waning memories of a life before it. He regrets ever thinking that the cutthroat world of encyclopedia salesmen was brutal, knowing the fate that he is now doomed to. I hadn't considered that the novel could be a period piece before the line about Larry being an encyclopedia salesman. That line gave me literary whiplash and sent my mind decades backwards in time. Larry struggles to remember the time on the alien spaceship, but feels the memory wriggling out of his grasp, like a fish. Raphael specifically wrote, wriggling away, like a fish. I would cut the comparison to a fish. I was already comparing it to a fish in my mind. Chapter 3 ends with Larry hitting the water for the first time and thinking, Oh God, I am a fish. A parallel to the end of chapter 2. The next chapter begins with Larry being dropped out of the ship from a great height into the water. The novel is reversed sentence by sentence, so he is in fact dropped from the ship, but the reverse action to that would be him being beamed up by the ship, presumably as he was when he first encountered the aliens. On the ship, we get the first line of spoken dialogue. Quub, Larry said, W-H-U-B. This was his last utterance upon fully becoming a fish. The rest of the chapter is a reverse transformation sequence with a crowd of aliens watching the main aliens, as one might do in a surgery theater. Surgery theaters being another thing that used to exist and no longer do, like encyclopedia salesmen. There is no description of the aliens in chapter 4. I imagined my own platonic form of aliens while reading, smooth, humanoid, silver people with black eyes and minimal features. Chapter 5 begins with human Larry's body being shrunken down to the size of his eventual fish form. It is only after this that the reader learns that the aliens are of a similar size in proportion to the fish themselves, propelling themselves on their stomach like snakes do on Earth. They speak in a language that Larry cannot understand and can barely hear, existing in a higher frequency range than he can perceive. Rafael Muslani writes out some of their dialogue, things like, This dialogue goes on for a tedious length. Chapter 6 is comprised entirely of Larry yelling various questions at the uncaring aliens, like, Why are you doing this to me? which becomes, what are you going to do to me, as we read backwards through time. Chapter 7 describes how Larry was sucked up into the spaceship, which he believed to be much higher in the air than it truly was. As the tractor beam draws him in, his inner monologue remarks that the ship is the size of an American two-bedroom house, and how the opening has just enough space for him to fit through. 
Larry has just wrecked his car at the beginning of chapter 8. There is a bright light that is physically pulling him towards it. He is screaming in agony from watching his wife die in front of his eyes. He is watching his wife die in front of his eyes. His car is being pulled off the road by a bright light that is attracting him to it. Chapter 9 shows Larry selling what will be his last encyclopedia. He thinks about quitting his job. It's a hard sell. The man whose door he has knocked on informs him that he has just bought his first ever computer and now he can look up information on the internet. This again changed my entire conception of when the novel was supposed to be taking place. The novel ends with Larry going fishing with his wife in chapter 10. I say that it is the end of the novel, but Raphael Muslani indicated to me that he didn't consider it finished. I think it's a nice end to a short story. It connects the beginning and the end of the novel in a way that is thematically appropriate given its structure. It's a rare tightness of form for someone like Muslani. We never learn what the aliens want out of this, but I think that ambiguity is best left as is. Overall, I liked the novel. I thought it very well could be one of Raphael's best novels. Its brevity helped in these matters. There was no time for quirky side characters. It had a gimmick that made it a more challenging read, but that challenge paid off with how it warped your expectations around reverse movement of time. The repetitive parts could be glazed over. I ripped out one of the pages that just said food on both sides, crumpled it up, and pitched it into the lake. I would encourage him to keep Oh God, I Am Larry short, and only bring it to full novel length if he had no other option. It was solidly afternoon at this point. The forest maw was calling out to me, pulling me, much like the fish alien ship had pulled on Larry. I looked out onto the lake. It was blindingly reflective. A fish jumped out of the water. It wasn't missing a piece of its tail. It wasn't thinking, oh god, I am a fish. I chucked the manuscript as far into the lake as I could manage. It fluttered, almost like a butterfly with a bit of wing missing, and landed paper side down in the water. It floated there, waiting to waterlog as it would soon do. I turned my back to it and headed inside the forest maw. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.